Welcome to Teaching Brute. Today's episode is about whether or not curriculum can meet the demands of technology. This is kind of a contentious issue right now. It is actually, and it's an interesting debate, but I don't even know if the question is worded entirely the way it should be. Because there seems, it, I think it's more along the lines of can technology meet the demands of curriculum? In other words, what perspective are we looking at the are we looking at curriculum? Are we looking at curriculum as the necessaries to learn, or are we looking at tech as the necessaries to learn? When you're going through and planning, you've got your curriculum, and then you also have all these people saying you should be using technology, you should be using technology. But when you're looking at your outcomes and your standards, none of that has to do anything with technology. And at the end of the day, you've got grade 12s who are writing three-hour exams by hand. Why should we be using technology when they've got to do all this stuff the old-fashioned way in order to get into university? I mean, but is the old-fashioned way is the best way, or is the or is the technology the best way? That's a bigger question. My other question to you is. Mathematics hasn't really changed in a couple of hundred years. It's our approach to mathematics that's changed a couple of hundred years. So I'm not wondering if it's so much that can curriculum meet the demands of technology, is it more so technology mean that uh, technology creating new ways to approach the curriculum? I think that to me that's the better question. Because pi is pi. 3.14159, yada, 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 yada. I don't know. I'm not going to memorize it. But, and how we find the circumference of a circle hasn't changed since we figured it out. The approach about how we get things explained has changed, but the actual, the actual what we're doing hasn't changed. When we read a book, we're still reading a book to absorb what was in it, but how we approach that is different. And I think it's, I think it's the technology catching up with how we, look, how we look at things and how we work it into the classroom, and curriculum adapts to how we view things, how we see things, how the approach with which we take. So I don't know if it's curriculum meeting the demands of technology or more so technology finding us being more creative in how we integrate technology. Or is it actually that curriculum needs to catch up with the modern world? Because if you think about it, there are still math classes where you're not allowed to use a calculator. And out Currently of the raising world, hand on that one. <laughs> there's, it's one of those things where, out in the real world, is there a time when you're not allowed to use a calculator? There may be times you don't have it. But, but are there times when you're not actually allowed to use it? No, but is it valuable to? I, I tell you, I can multiply 6 times 4 and tell you it's 24 faster than I can take out my phone and go 6 times 4. I get it for complex mathematical equations. I'd be finding the square root of, say, 5. Which, to a lot of people out there, is going to go, I know what that is. I'm like, you know what? The average person does not know what the square root of 5 is. They can venture a guess that it's something to the effect of 2.15, 2.2, whatever it is. But the point is, if you're doing a complicated mathematical problem, I get it. If your strong suit isn't mathematics, I get it. But do we restrict? Should, should we kind of go... Yeah, we should use we should use that. We should use the calculator because it's there. If we don't experiment with the idea of getting kids to try this stuff without with, without like it, it's the if they don't if they're not first given the chance to try and get it into their heads without the use of a calculator, then I think that we're doing them a disservice. If I were to tell my my third graders, 
yeah, you can just go get whatever you want. I guarantee they wouldn't have the fluency they do. Now, I know fluency isn't the be-all and end-all of mathematics. I know conceptual understanding is the bigger end of that. But we can't ignore fluency. And with the constant use of calculators, we are essentially ignoring fluency. Yeah, they're eventually going to get it in their heads by repeating the numbers over and over again. But do they understand what it means? No. Calculators don't train on understanding. They train on reliance. Is it something where we should be kind of doing it in a parallel? Things like, I'm thinking of programs like Mathletics. Heavily used by a lot of schools. Is that something that can coexist with, let's memorize these basic facts that you just need to have at your fingertips? But you've hit, you, you hit the nail on the head. They train memorization. They don't train conceptual understanding. Mathletics, 10 marks, I excel, Khan Academy even. even. It doesn't train conceptual understanding. You might see videos about conceptual understanding through Khan Academy, through their resilience something like that. But it doesn't train. It's training fluency. It's training fast fact memorization. Um, it's training how to look at a problem and figure it out without showing the work. But yet we ask kids to show the work because in the real world, when you run a balance sheet, they're going to ask you questions about how you've got those numbers. And you've got to know. If you come up with a solution for a company, you've got to, get, you've got to know the process you went through to get to that. In the same way that when you read a word problem, you've got to be able to come up with that. Um, you've got to have that knowledge of how you got there. My kids, a lot of my higher kids, automatically jump to, here's my answer. And I've got to back them off and go, where was your head throughout that answer? Well, and it's like the English teachers who get their kids to tweet out something to the class hashtag. Yeah. Um, that, again, is you know folding the technology in. Does it... Is it enough? Why isn't it? Well, there are those that would say that our schools are still very old-fashioned and that they're not actually preparing our students for a modern-day world. Okay, so... I get Mind that. you, that you could probably argue that about schools throughout the entire centuries. I think the thing that we fail to realize is that, yes, sometimes... Well, it depends on what level you're at. As you approach like, the higher-level high school, I can see where they're coming from. But... In the lower years, you're teaching a basic set of skills that they need to know in order to create those work skills foundations. Organization, the ability to read through text and analyze it, the ability to know basic facts, the ability to recognize patterns, the ability to recognize um, basic problem solving. Those are things they need to know. And elementary schools, yeah, they don't lately teach work skills from time to time. You're right. The curriculum, but they're, they're teaching the skills they need to know in order to build those work skills. So I think that we need to recognize that, that the stuff we do is needed. We haven't failed. We've progressed as a society, which means we've clearly done something right with our education. I get that we're failing in certain areas, but we're also succeeding in others. And the curriculum will change, but I don't think that we should change the curriculum to meet the te- to meet the technology. I think we should change the curriculum to meet the demands of mind. And then the technology can be incorporated as it, sh- as it has been. The technology isn't the driver of the curriculum. Hmm. The technology well, the reality is, technology changes every few years. Curriculums don't. No. So, if you were constantly trying to keep your curriculum in line with the technology that's available, 
means you're teaching a brand new curriculum every two or three years. That's just exhausting. And well, it's not only exhausting, but we don't know if it's working. I mean, the big test, the big test of whether something works enough to try it over time. And we constantly want to change things. I mean, we as a society, your society, is change and change and change and change and change. In order to figure out if something really works, you have to give it time to let it sit and let it work and let it be, and then see if it's working. So, we demand that change too. Sorry, we demand that change too quick. Technology changes because. We can work out the bugs. If a piece of technology doesn't work, it's right there. It's in front of us. It, it, its bugs are there, and we kind of we can hash out a bug um, problem. But when we're dealing with something like curriculum, we need to deliver it. We need to figure out what the bugs are. We need to see the consistency of those bugs, and then change the curriculum accordingly. But should curriculum then have technology embedded into it? Not in a specific form in terms of, you know, using a, a specific program or something, but something more generalized. So, you know, back in the day, people had to reach a certain level of typing in order to graduate um, from certain courses. Granted, it was pretty much only the women and, you know, it was on typewriters, but there was still that standard there. Should we be actually incorporating technology into our curriculums and saying there needs to be a basic level of word processing, whether you use Word or Pages or WordPerfect or, you know, Notepad or Google Docs, but there should be a basic level of word processing. There should be a basic level of ability to use a spreadsheet because you still have teachers out there that don't want to use any technology whatsoever and they see it as the job of the IT teacher to do all of the teaching of anything technological. I get the point of view. I think the thing we're missing is that it very much depends on what it is. A spreadsheet, no. A spreadsheet, if you use that example. In a child's life, they don't develop. Most kids will not get on a Google spreadsheet or Excel or Numbers and develop a spreadsheet. It takes a very particular type of child. We might even call that child a bit quirky if they're doing that. Typing? Back when we used typewriters, and even back when we had the big old PCs, World Max, it wasn't a daily life thing. You typed in your job, then you got home, and anything else you did was written. Now, we haul out our phones and we're typing. We're getting our, our laptops. In fact, laptops didn't exist back in really what they did in the rudimentary form back in the 80s and 70s. So typing wasn't part of your life. So whether the so going into that argument a bit deeper, whether the teacher works typing into the classroom or not, the kids are going to learn to type because it's part of their life. And as they get older and as they move into high school, they're going to know how to type. Whether that's on a small screen or a big screen, it's going to be part of their life. Whether the teacher does it or not, they're going to be doing it. The teacher who doesn't do it becomes less relevant old school, so to speak. Um, and they might lose touch with the teacher, with the students. There might be some t- t- students who appreciate the teacher, the students who aren't technologically inclined, because the reality is not everyone is technologically inclined. We fail to realize that. Um, oh, we don't recognize it. But, I mean, it's all about... Does it need to be in the curriculum to type? Well, it wasn't in mine, and I can type pretty damn fast. 
I wasn't demanded of me. And you know what? I didn't do a single computer science course in university. Oh, I think I did one. Um, I didn't do a single computer science course in high school. No, nor did I. But the last time I had a computers course, it was actually upper primary, hmm. and it was actually on typing. I did um, computer CS twenty eight oh one in university. I think that's what the name was. And I did a stats course when I did my psych degree too. And I didn't have the stats course in my business degree because I had to. And we used the computers a fair bit there for statistical analysis tools. But did I ever do one where I was trained to type? No. I mean, you don't. Does it need to be part of curriculum? I think only okay. only if the take teacher out the, take out the typing. What about just word processing? I mean, these days they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it a lot of it. Should it actually be part of the curriculum to teach it so they're doing it properly? I think it only. And I'm putting that in quotes. I think it only needs to be part of it. Like, it's if it's there, there's an obligation. And um, there, I've had a few different discussions with one of the tech guys at our school. Uh, well-respected guy in the tech community internationally saying that well if we you know it should just be open-ended and, and kind of more uh, inquiry-based and it, it kind of happens because you're doing things that allow it to happen there's a lot of people a lot of teachers out there who say we don't need another stress and if we make this an obligation then teachers will argue well, I don't have time for this obligation but I now I have to Absolutely. and there's an added stress yeah so, if we leave it in such the way that we have this set of outcomes, and I work at a school that uses the American outcomes, for better or for worse, depends on perspective on that one. Um, when you say American outcomes, you're talking about those ISTE standards? No. Okay. We're not talking about, I'm not, we're, I'm, if, we're, if we're truly just talking about curriculum in general, we're talking about the outcome, the outcomes that are laid out for the whole of America, for, you know, social studies, science, math, um, and... The way they're designed is that technology can be integrated. And I do it regularly. My kids email whenever they need to. Have I demanded this of them? No, but I told them they can, and they do. Um, do they need to create a Google Doc to record their thoughts, to show patterns and stories? No, they don't, but they do. Do they need to create bar graphs on spreadsheets? No, they don't. They can hand draw them. But do they? Yeah. Do they, when they're collecting data, what do they use? Google Forms. Is that part of the standard of math? No, the standard simply says they create bar graphs that are scaled. How they do that is left up to us. So if this is a situation where tech is being used to meet, meet to help meet, help scaffold and differentiate the curriculum for kids, but they still meet the exact same standards. The standards, curriculum, most curriculum don't, won't say here's how you must meet the standard. It'll simply say, here's the standard, go at it. And I kind of like that. But could the curriculum as it is creates enough pressure on teachers? It shows them the guideposts, but, it, but those guideposts are pretty demanding sometimes. And the, the, it's not the, the individual guidepost isn't demanding, it's the volume of guideposts they have to do. So, I think technology is going to help us meet the curriculum and not the reverse. I don't think technology needs to keep up. The curriculum needs to keep up with tech. I think the tech is going to help us get to the meet the standards. Sometimes quicker, sometimes slower. Not every kid will adapt to the technology we throw at them. It'll actually slow them down. Um, I think it just depends on the kid. But I think that in this situation, 
the situation of tech versus correct. I'm just saying broad-based curriculum, not tech curriculum. Tech with scouts. The curriculum. It'll help many kids meet the curriculum. So you basically, it sounds like you're doing a lot of embedding of technology into your curriculum. I think that's the way to do it. I think otherwise you end up getting... I think that if you do it the other way around, you end up seeing technology as the savior. When it's not the savior, it's just a tool. Well, I'm not even thinking that way. I'm thinking about the schools that still have a discrete ICT class. And the kids go there and they learn how to type and they go there and they learn how to use a, a word processing document and they go there and they learn how to make a presentation. And after they've learned those skills in their ICT class, then they can go back to their regular classroom and possibly use it in their regular classroom as well. seems like you're kind of of a different philosophy and you're kind of going at it from a... Um, a, a if you've got a project where this other this tech tool is going to help, you're going to teach that tool to your kids. You're not going to wait for the ICT teacher to do it and then embed it. Are my kids, when they use Turtle Art, uh, are they meeting the demands of math? Yeah, they're showing their understanding of various kinds of math, education, vision, according to plain geometry, but they're also showing their understanding of procedural uh, writing. By telling the turtle, if you're not familiar with Turtle Art, it's essentially a program where you code the turtle to do things and to create things. It shows procedural writing. So that's technology helping to demonstrate an understanding of the curriculum in a way that potentially they didn't do before. And maybe when we did procedural writing, or we did informational writing, or when we did uh, showing angles, they might not have shown a full understanding, but are they showing it to me now through turtle art? Yeah. Is this the curriculum meeting the math technology? No, first, it's the technology Helping, helping me show the helping the students show me that they've understood the curriculum. Do we need the most modern tech to meet the demands of the curriculum? No. Is it designed such that you don't have to? And I think that needs to still be the case. I think we need to see, keep making writing curriculum and updating curriculum under the average case scenario. If we have tech standards, then great. But we need to write the curriculum in a way that it assumes not one to one math class. Absolutely, I fully agree with that. Um, and we and we also need to write it in a way that even if they don't have access to an ICT lab, they can still meet. But I think that it should also curriculum should be written in a way where they could use a right. device to meet the standard. And I think it still is written in that. And I think it will continue to be written that way because it, you can't have something written at a bar that a lot of schools can't get to. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, they're not just not going to do it. They're going to go, well, forget it. We're going to take the ones that don't might, that, that we can't meet and change them to a point where we can't. In the same way that you don't have a classroom that can't meet all the needs to learn. It's like ignoring... The learners who need help, like the learners who need help in areas. Just because you're in that scenario where you don't have access doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to meet the demands of the curriculum that everyone else is needed. Everyone should have access. Everyone should be able to meet the standards, whether they're and the method with which that happens changes. We're talking about something very heavy, and there's no real great answer. True. But these and conversations will help bring out that answer. And realistically. 
been talking about this from a perspective you were saying you've been doing American curriculum. Don't know what all the other curriculums out there are. There's hundreds of school curriculums out there. Yeah. Some of them may be more IT heavy than others. Some of them may demand that the students have a slate. We just don't know. So that's all for today. Uh, hope you've had a great time listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.